Hi and welcome everyone back on the Outring Tinnitus podcast. It's a pleasure to be your host today on the podcast that's all about how you can live a better life despite your tinnitus. Today we have another interesting and uh, exciting episode coming up with Winnie Schlee from the University of Regensburg. Winnie is a tinnitus scientist and researcher and he's been uh, working at the University of Regensburg for quite a long time already. Um, the University of Regensburg is one of the biggest uh, tinnitus and tinnitus researching centers in uh, Germany. Uh, they do a lot of interdisciplinary work also in uh, European uh, sci scientific uh, associations. So I'm very happy to have uh, Vinny Schlee on today and discuss the progress of tinnitus science across Europe, what he thinks about different treatment uh, methods and uh, what he believes could be a cure to tinnitus in the future. So uh, yeah, I'm hopefully uh, thinking you guys having a good time to listen to this episode and I just want to spend a few words um, in personal interest. Um, if you're interested and happy to join me for uh, the events on Tinnitus group sessions, head over to outringtinnitus.com and uh, look up the next group session um, on the website. You'll find also the possibility to get a first uh, 15 minutes free tinnitus consultation with me. I always offer that as well for any questions or regarding this podcast or uh, tinnitus, you can send me an email to frida at outringtinnitus.com. But all of this is in the show notes as well. Um, yeah, without further ado, I uh, have the intro here for you guys. And then uh, we'll have Vinny Schlee from the University of Regensburg on the podcast today. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to the Outring Tinnitus podcast. This is Frida and I'm your host. This podcast is all about the tinnitus science and what you can do to live a better life despite the ringing. Well, today I'm uh, very happy to have you all back here on the uh, Outring Tinnitus podcast. Today I am here with uh, Winfried Schlee from the University of Regensburg. And um, yeah, I would like to uh, welcome uh, Winfried very much to the show. Um, and happy to have you here. And uh, yeah, maybe you want to uh, introduce yourself briefly. Um, uh, uh, yeah, welcome to the show, Winnie. Yeah, um, thanks a lot, Frida, for inviting um, yeah, my name is Vinny Schlee. I'm a psychologist by training. I studied in, in Konstanz um, at the university, did my PhD also there. Um, did my PhD in neuropsychology, um, used uh, MEG um, for brain recordings and um, did experiments on tinnitus um, in, in the MEG scanner. And um, yeah, that's how I started um, working on tinnitus. Um, basically, already during during my studies when I was um, a student, I already started working on tinnitus, and then in, during my PhD. And um, then a couple of years later, I'm still involved in tinnitus research, and I'm now at the University of Regensburg. Um, we have. Um, several international projects um, that we are leading from 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 Ringsburg um, side and uh, happy to talk about it. 
great awesome i'm looking very much uh, forward to that um one question that that's always one of the first questions that i ask the people i interview and um, when and how did you learn or get into tinnitus or what was your your decision point why did you decide to to study tinnitus what what, what was the trigger there yeah um uh, well that happened by accident <laughs> okay um, when i was a student um i was looking for, i was I'm very much interested in research and um, talked uh, to my professor and said, well, I want, want to be part of, uh, of one of your working groups. And he said, well, um, yeah, there are, there are three options. Um, <laughs> and he talked about the first option, which was tinnitus. And I said, yes. And uh, I never learned about the second and Two other. third option. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, awesome. <laughs> Okay, and but but in that moment when you said yes to to tinnitus, you already knew what the the terminology or what the term tinnitus is. Oh uh, yeah, so of you, course. So you knew yeah. what, of course, you knew what tinnitus is, and so so it was would be interesting. Did you have a personal idea about it, or did you have, have did you work with a patient before who had tinnitus, or or what what was the interesting part about it? Why did you say yes immediately to tinnitus? Ah, that's a good question. Uh, I did not have tinnitus. I have not worked with tinnitus before. Um, mm -hmm. Also, no, no friends or no family members um, uh, with tinnitus. Okay. I think the, the, the point was, um, <laughs> no, he, he introduced me to the topic and he introduced me to the research team and we just walked by and um, ah, okay. I like the people. <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. that's... Sometimes it's as simple as that. Eh? Sometimes uh, the group make it very interesting. And then it's sometimes uh, very, very, very cool to, to just join them. Actually, I wanted to start off with uh, how we met. And that is at uh, the CONHID, uh, the Connected Health and IT Fair in Berlin. Yeah. And I think it was already in 2017, 2016 or 20, no, 2017. Yeah, yeah. Must have been awesome. 2017. Yeah. 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 Four, four years ago already when uh, we two met, when I was still working at Mimi Hearing Technologies and we were... We were connecting and I was actually really excited to uh, connect with you because I myself have been suffering uh, from tinnitus for so long. And, and then suddenly I was working with Mimi and then I met you guys there. And, and it was, yeah, it was a, a, a really cool possibility to be, to be talking to someone who's actually uh, doing the research and who's actually from, from an institution that uh, devotes a lot of their, their, their study time, so to say, or research time on, on tinnitus. And uh, yeah, I, th I think that's, that's cool that we were able to, to keep the connection and now uh, have you here on the on the podcast in the show <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um i i also I this remember is... the scene when we've been at this uh, this content conference um, standing together talking um yeah it was not long it was like 30 no. minutes or something yeah 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 yeah, yeah. but i I do remember that. And now, now you are on the third uh, biggest tinnitus podcast. I think the first one is from the American Tinnitus Association, the second one from the British Tinnitus Association, and then, um, then there's my podcast. So I'm happy to be doing uh, that uh, in, in third rank as a, as, a, as a private individual, so to say. <laughs> now I'm nervous. Nah, nah, no, nah <laughs> not needed, not needed at all. Um, awesome, great. Um, I think what a lot of listeners are always interested in, um, especially when I uh, interview scientists, and that's why I interviewed scientists here, um, what is the current work that you would say um, is most uh, interesting, promising, or that you also find 
um, uh, has a very, very good uh, prospect or interesting prospect. I know that um, there has been um, uh, the founding of a European research network, and uh, that is obviously very, very uh, important in order to harmonize because tinnitus is such a difficult field to study and it's so individual. So you need to be able to share um, uh, results coherently in order to be able to compare different studies and things. So, so, so what, is, what is your perspective on the current progress? First of all, there is progress. There's a lot of progress, and um, uh, awesome. you can you can feed on many things. And um, first of all, if you want to describe it in numbers, um, the, the the numbers of um, tinnitus projects, and also the numbers of uh, the the money, the funding um, money, um, is going up in the last years. Um, Great. So we have really um, uh, also from the EU. Um, much more research money that we ha than we had um, like 10 years 10 years ago or so. Mm -hmm. um, so so this is really increasing and um, of course uh, it takes some work to <laughs> to maintain it <laughs> yeah <for sure. laughs> and uh, but, um, but, but but this is increasing and uh, with this um, money incre um, increasing is also um, involved that there are more people working on tinnitus more researchers yeah. working yeah on yeah this is something that, that really gives us hope. Um, of course, it's um, it's a very challenging problem, this tinnitus, and um, uh, we, we need lots of uh, lots of clever people that work on it. And I think one one big thing that happened in the last year is um, that we started a graduate school for tinnitus, mm -hmm. uh, the easy school, mm -hmm. and. Um, a couple of months later, another um, graduate school, um, the Tin Act, also started. And in both um, graduate schools, there were uh, 15 PhD students each um, that were educated. Um, so basically, 30 new um, Tintus researchers, and uh, they they really got very good education um, in this field, which is um, very interdisciplinary. It's not uh, yeah. Yeah. just yeah. Um, medical doctors, it's um, psychologists, it's um, lots of uh, engineers also involved, um, <clears throat> geneticists, uh, biologists, um, and so on. So it's um, it, it's really getting more and more complex, and um, you, you need to be trained in this um, interdisciplinary field, because interdisciplinary mm. work is very, very challenging. It's, mm. it's not yeah, so it's much easier to stay in your field. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's it's much easier to go into one subject and just build on on everything that's been there, right? Um, in such an interdisciplinary field where so many different, um, uh, yeah, new treatment options, but also uh, you, you just look at look at how tinnitus is being treated, like uh, with, for example, cognitive behavioral therapy, and then also. Uh, there's new devices, electromagnetic or the stimulation and other things out there. And there's this, they're just so different, the approaches, you know, a few years back, you, you used to uh, uh, firmly believe that ginkgo biloba and the early onset tinnitus would, would benefit greatly uh, for some people. Um, and I think, correct me if I'm wrong, that's not the case anymore. Um, but uh, but so it's so it's go going from one thing to the next and uh, going through the different um, disciplines in psychology in um, neuroscience uh, but also in uh, in in I, I guess in, in in other fields like we saw at the last um, tinnitus symposium at Charité right where um, uh, there's researchers from a lot of other fields involved like in the in a panic and fear studies for example um, and it's, it's very 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 interesting. Um, yeah. 
what with this interdisciplinary yeah. team, um, then uh, first of all, everybody learns how to work in this interdisciplinary field, um, is trained on tinnitus, and now um, also um, engineers, also statisticians and data mining experts are now thinking about tinnitus, and they have wow. completely other ideas and new wow. ideas that, that a medical doctor would never have, and, yeah. Um, yeah. and yeah. a psychologist would never have. So, so this is something um, that is really um, that, that gives me hope uh, that um, that uh, Tina's research is, is speeding up. And um, one of our new projects is um, then really going into personalized medicine. Um, and mm. uh, we really want to find um, um, ways how to define for the individual patient what is the best um, treatment for this person um, and, and try to find predictors. Um, uh, because at the moment, Tedious patients, well, you know it much better uh, than me because uh, <laughs> of all your podcasts and um, and all the people that you are talked to. But uh, the 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 history of a patient when it comes um, to our clinic usually is they have tried many other treatments and uh, they come with um, usually three, four, five um, treatments that they've already tried and have not worked and. Um, yeah, yeah. Trying the next one, and so um, that's not efficient. And um, by by trying this out, you also you're losing a lot of time. And uh, it's better to find ways to um, to identify the best treatment um, very early. Um, mm -hmm. Two two little follow up questions. Uh, you uh, two points you touched on. One was the uh, data mining expert. Um, if you could just get super uh, 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 short, uh, uh, not too technical answer for the people to understand what the data mining experts might be doing. Uh, uh, that's I think very interesting. And then uh, the second point is what uh, would would an approach to an individual treatment look like? So what would you, for example, how would you go on about to define the different Uh, uh, phenotypes of of a, uh, of a tinnitus sufferer, and then go uh, towards uh, uh, an individual treatment. Well, what is the data mining expert doing? Well, from the outside, sitting in front of the computer, working with lots of data. <laughs> yeah, that's what they all do. We <laughs> um, have very good colleagues in Magdeburg. Um, uh, that uh, the, the team there is also growing and growing, and. Um, Uh, they're, they're doing many many clever things, and one of one of one thing of of course is to predict um, of um, how will the tinnitus develop in the future for for individual patients. Um, that's one thing, but but that, that's not the only the only thing. Um, um, they are also creating uh, at the moment um, creating research tools also for us um, for for better data analysis or better matching of um, samples mm. and so on. Um, And um, better ways of clustering data or clustering clustering patients um, together. I mean that's um, that's one of the the big topics. Also that we don't have one kind of tinnitus. We have it's a very heterogeneous phenomenon. We okay. have many, many different types. But so far we cannot say how many types of tinnitus do we have and um, how how uh, <laughs> how can we describe yeah. it. And, yeah, yeah, and yeah. Their approach is to have really lots of data and um, try with very clever clustering algorithms to find um, find patients uh, identify subtypes of, of tinnitus mm. categorized um, very clearly. But mm. this is very challenging because um, yeah, uh, it can happen that one person has um, two or three different types of tinnitus, and um, uh, 
to, to identify this in the data. It's not so and, easy. And on different ears and then in a changing way and changing intensities. And and I I, I hear things from people. I, I cannot believe it. It's it's incredible. And I I'm like I I I think sometimes it's like it's it's incredible how how different people can be, how they some have the opportunity to manipulate their tinnitus, others can't and it comes and goes and for some people it always stays the same as for me basically unless i uh, uh i go back to clubbing too hard basically i hope um uh, i will only be subject to the normal uh, uh aged hearing loss and then probably i get unlucky and it gets even louder but uh i'm i'm putting all my money on a on a cochlear implant at some point probably so uh, uh I, I hopefully hopefully have, a, have an option there that's your per for you um, personally um because of your hearing loss, but um, yeah. I wouldn't say that this is the answer for all other teams. No, no, of course not. No, of course not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. Um, no, because many people, you're fully right. Like for me, my individual case is very much linked with hearing loss for sure. But many people have, of course, like very mild forms or not non non not even detectable forms of uh, traditional hearing loss, right? Or or maybe also hidden hearing loss that you then need to somehow type into and you see, okay, this person has tinnitus and there's a prevalence of people who have tinnitus in hidden hearing loss versus uh, for a conventional hearing loss or something like. It's probably very, very challenging. I can, I can imagine. Yeah. I just wanted to confirm that I can really, also from my experience, say that it's so individual and so different to people that, 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 that yeah. tell me about their experience with tinnitus. Yeah, yeah you, you see it um, sometimes in uh, social media um, that yeah. people are writing, oh, I, I found an answer for my tinnitus and it works and I, I want to um, uh, give this advice to you all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. that, that, that's... Um, Unfortunately, not working. I mean, it's um, very, very nice and kind of these people, but it's very frustrating for the rest then as well, right? Because then the rest goes and puts their yeah. head in, in, in ice water for half an hour every day. And then that suddenly doesn't work or something like that. And yeah, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a shame. Yeah, it's also, um, also important to, to know or to learn for, uh, for Titus coaches or for uh, Titus researchers and uh, Titus clinicians. Um, yeah. When they have tinnitus themselves, um, they, um, they, they have to learn that they are not generalizing from their own tinnitus um, to, to all other tinnitus patients. Very true. Very the, true. The suffering is so individual and... Um, you, you, everyone has their own challenge with it, their own connection, their own history, because everything plays into it, right? Your socialization plays into it. How you were raised plays into it. What determines who suffers from tinnitus? Like who is a like who really suffers, and who is like, well, I've got a beep in my in my in my ear, and that's all right. Like I, I don't mind that much. So you know, that's it's it's that so many little little factors and predictors that probably turn the, the knob towards okay this one is a, a a patient that really needs support and really needs help and the other one maybe with the same perceived kind of intensity of tinnitus is like i don't i don't care about it it doesn't doesn't, doesn't bother me it's very 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 striking um, but to back to the, the one other follow-up question that I had uh, on the uh, individualization of the tinnitus patient. Could you, could you uh, talk a bit more about that? Yeah, um, what, what we're trying in this um, Unity project, um, how, how it's called, um, we want to build up a decision support system, <clears throat> which is um, um, kind of a computer system where you enter uh, the data of the individual patient 
and uh, the system then um, advises the medical doctor um, and gives some hints um, of uh, what could be um, a good treatment uh, approach for this for this person. Um, it can also be that the decision support system says, um, well, I don't have enough data yet. Um, please also do this measurement and this measurement and this measurement. Mm -hmm. And um, and then, then there will be um, uh, an advice. And um, uh, then the, it can be that it's one treatment, one optimal treatment that is suggested, or a combination of treatments mm -hmm. uh, that, mm -hmm. that is also possible. And, um, at least that's a hope that, that we are <laughs> accomplishing this uh, this goal. Um, and I really, at the moment, I really count on these um, the combinational treatments um, because um, yeah, we have these many different types of tinnitus and uh, maybe people have combinations of tinnitus. Um, pro probably you need um, also a combination of treatments. Um, to, to Could you give one example for a combination? <clears throat> Um, yeah, let's um, let, let's imagine someone who has um, uh, a hearing loss and a profound hearing loss, and um, also um, muscle tensions in in neck and uh, and jaw and so on. So mm -hmm. the um, so-called somatosensory tinnitus. And uh, in this case, uh, it would be good that this person uses a hearing aid plus also gets um, treatment to reduce the muscle tensions. Yeah, yeah. I've I've had I've had that. For this person, yeah. If you then um, include this, to just imagine if you're including this per person that I just described, a hearing loss and um, and uh, muscle tensions and somatosensory tinnitus, and if you put this person in um, in a clinical trial on hearing aids, um, probably tinnitus will get a little bit better, um, but not much because he still has the other hearing loss. Yeah. It's also somatosensory. Yeah. Um, or yeah. if you put this person in a, a clinical trial on um, fighting against somatosensory tinnitus, uh, he still has his hearing loss. Um, so, so, so this is um, uh, already describing of what, why is it so difficult to do tinnitus research mm. um, when you are coming with several um, mm. And um, uh, therefore, in, in, this in this individual case, um, uh, I would really um, then argue for a combination of, of treatments i i this is this is something that i personally this is a personal question now because i myself i grind my teeth at night and my neck and back are always sore i know that i have super tight jaw muscles my jaw cracks when i when i when i eat and stuff like that but i have never been able to get a specialist for 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 that kind of type of physiotherapy so when i tell them yeah i have tinnitus and i have neck pains and stuff like that then they're like oh yeah we'll do some fungal some warmth we'll uh, do some massaging around this and you know there's there's all these videos out there from like physiotherapists on youtube and stuff and they say you should take a, a you know like a, a, a cork from the from a wine bottle and have your mouth open and stuff like that so your jaw muscles like stretch a bit and everything and um, yeah. And on and all these, these these kind of tips. So, if 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 I believe that I have problems neck, back, uh, jaw tension, and so on and so forth, is there any way that you can recommend? How can I find a professional to deal with that or to to help me and guide me? Is there is there a guideline on on exactly that um, that uh, phenotype of, uh, of 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 tinnitus trigger? Something mm -hmm. that you can you can recommend? No, there's no guideline. Um, but I'm not. I I know that I know one person where I would go to. <laughs> okay. 
Uh, maybe maybe you could interview her, um, Sarah Michels. Um, she's she's a physiotherapist, uh, a professor for, for physiotherapy, uh, and uh, endoscopic expert. And um, she's at the University of Hasselt um, at the moment, doing doing research there. Uh, and she she developed kind of a treatment um, program of uh, what what she can do to yeah to, to stretch these muscles, but also not only I mean um, stretching and doing something in this moment helps for this moment or for the following days uh, yeah, but yeah, yeah. You have is uh, that you're not running back into the situation yeah. and yeah. Uh, there the approach is to really strengthen the muscles and um, and work on this uh, all um, this whole area in the neck and in the jaw to, to strengthen the muscles they are better better sitting <laughs> and so on and um, she, she has uh, developed a program there to um, yeah to to for doing several um, treatments or several exercises um, oh, on a regular basis um, to strengthen these muscles. And uh, what we are trying at the moment also is um, to build this into an app. Um, awesome. And um, because I mean, there's so many so many exercise apps out there for yeah. uh, <laughs> yeah. um, for for doing exercises at home. Uh, that should be possible to have exercises apps also for somatic um, sensory tinnitus. For sure, for sure. Can you can you tell her name again? Because I'm sure she has a book out there, so people can uh, look it up. Probably she has a book, right, as well on this. Um, oh, I don't know if she has a book on it. Um, okay. Sarah Michi is her name. Uh, great, 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 great. That sounds awesome. Um, one of the next uh, questions that I have is now that you guys build up that big uh, European network as well in order to share study and research results, which is obviously very promising. And, and, and I think also very promising for the community that you have in individual approaches on how to, on how to uh, treat uh, tinnitus. Um, and I wonder what, um, what, what's the next big obstacle or the next big uh, thing that you guys are uh, looking to, to, to tackle in, in, in your research? There's probably not one big thing. <laughs> there are many big things. Um, Got it. Uh, uh, of course, um, these, these project, this European project, it's uh, wonderful to have them, um, but usually, usually they last only a limited amount of time. In this case, um, we have um, three years and three months and, and then it's over. And uh, then the question is, um, how, how can you sustain it? Um, you're developing a few things. Um, at the moment, we are, we are developing not only the decision support system, but also um, treatment programs, um, also two apps um, that can be used internationally um, in seven languages. Um, mm. how, of course, all, all this um, can be developed further and has to be developed further and has, has to be improved and optimized. Um, yeah. But then uh, how, how can you sustain it after the project, uh, project um, time? So um, of course, that's kind of um, one option to um, to try to find the next grant, <laughs> uh, grant application, but that's uh, that's usually um, some some gambling, and um, it's uh, it's a matter of luck if you if you get the next project and uh, things are things are changing also um, for in, in the funding schemes now it's um, probably not so likely anymore to get a research funding only for tinnitus. Um, uh, Why is that? Um, they, they want to have more broader um, projects, which makes sense for tinnitus. Um, so we can 
let's say we can combine tinnitus and hyperacusis or tinnitus and depression, tinnitus and anxiety or um, tinnitus and the mental disorders that are connected uh, to it or something like that. Um, uh, but just solely like for the Unity project at the moment, we have uh, funding only for tinnitus. That is um, unlikely in the future and um, the new, new Horizon projects. Um, <clears throat> So, so, so get, getting um, all these uh, things um, sustained and uh, so that we can keep on working um, even after the, the project and that is um, for me one of the most, um, one of the biggest obstacles um, for uh, from the organizational side. Um, for, for research, um, I think really the, these um, personalization, this combination of um, treatments, um, mm. that is a and um, mm. for um, combinational treatments um, there it's also a question of how how do you do research on it um, mm. Um, mm. the classical um, clinical research design um, double blind um, that's something you, where you try one treatment against a placebo or something mm. uh, but but how, how do you research um, combinational treatments? And yeah. Um, maybe yeah. the best option is that not all these combinations start at the same time. Maybe you have a delayed um, start of another treatment. It's also that you have kind of a step care thing. And if mm -hmm. you then um, individualize this, um, these different steps, mm -hmm. um, then you have um, in a classical research design multiple arms. And um, uh, there, of course, there, there are methodological um, approaches to that. Um, but it's it, it, it's tricky and it's not so so easy then also to communicate mm -hmm. and um, mm -hmm. not so easy mm -hmm. to do also. I mean, now we already have um, lots of treatment arms in the Unity project, um, but um, if you are really thinking of many treatments, many treatment combinations with delayed starts of the different treatments, then it's um, it's a big mess. <laughs> and um, so, so this is a kind of a, a methodological um, uh, thing and uh, yeah of course uh, one big um, obstacle is also still the diagnosis of tinnitus because we don't have an objective measurement of tinnitus yet okay yeah. if if we could find an objective uh, measurement of tinnitus um that would be that would be a, a big big milestone yeah um yeah, I, I, luckily, if uh, the funding depends not only on tinnitus, but also on other comorbidities, luckily, there's uh, not too little other comorbidities that you can get uh, funding for, I, I'm guessing. So um, um, if you can combine them, uh, tinnitus and depression, for example, or tinnitus and, let's say, insomnia or things like that, I think there, there uh, really is enough, uh, enough, enough, enough uh, power in there to, to, to get the funding because there, there, there is enough people who... Who suffer from that and and, and enough uh, let's say um, uh, economical loss within the eu um, that is due to to comorbidities of tinnitus yeah. okay great then uh, uh, one more question that i would like to ask is um what do you think um what can be the cure or one of the cures to tinnitus is uh, or is uh, curing hearing loss or tackling hearing loss at its core, one of the potential cures for tinnitus. I'm, I, I think there's a lot of rumors out there with new potential things that are coming up. And uh, you as a, a specialist and researcher in this topic, what, what, is your, what is your opinion on that? 
if, if you find a magic bullet, magic pill, maybe even um, that you take and um, uh, that you that fights against your hearing loss and um, it cures um, your hearing, um, of course that would be wonderful and also for tinnitus patients. Um, but um, is this a cure for tinnitus and for all um, tinnitus patients out there? Definitely not, because um, we, we already talked about it. Uh, that, uh, there are many types of tinnitus and um, hearing loss is one cause of tinnitus, but there are other causes for tinnitus as well. Um, so, so we would, uh, with such a, such a treatment, such a medication, we would uh, treat um, one part of the tinnitus patients, and uh, but certainly not all. Um, therefore, we maybe need to um, uh, we need other treatments as well um, but of course well if if we can already cure one type of tinnitus um, that that would be a big step forward and it's um, hearing loss is um, one of the the biggest causes and the major causes of tinnitus also that would be a big help um, and also a big help for research because uh, that reduces the variability in our data yeah yeah uh, then you have one one case singled out, so to say, already, and then you can continue. Get it, get it. Elimination <laughs> phase, so to say. Yeah, yeah. Great. Okay. Uh, wonderful. Great. Uh, one thing that you mentioned uh, earlier on that was that I found kind of funny is you said that you can uh, trigger tinnitus yourself when you have uh, neck problems. Do you sometimes do that on purpose? Um, yeah, so sometimes I'm doing experiments with it. Yeah, of course. Research. So you study uh, you, you study yourself. Um, yeah, 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 sometimes. <laughs> um, yeah, that's of, great. Uh, of course, yeah. You, you, again, you have to be careful. Um, the the tinnitus that I create on myself that's not uh, generalizable to all other. Um, yeah. Yep. Out there. Yep. Um, but yeah, I mean, for, for, for me, it's kind of, I can, I can be relaxed about this. Um, mm. I, I know how to create my tinnitus, um, mm. sitting on a couch, um, having, uh, the neck in an awkward position so that, um, muscles are kind of, um, getting stiff and uh, after minutes, um, that, then I have my tinnitus, but I also know how to get, get rid of it again. And, um, therefore it's kind of really kind of safe experimenting in this I, case. That's, that's, that's so great. Um, there's there's the story from this uh, sleep doctor, Dr. Guy Meadows in the, in the, in the UK. He um, treats uh, insomnia with uh, acceptance and commitment therapy. And um, he was a sleep doctor for a long time before until he, and he used the conventional methods and everything until he um, suffered a bout of insomnia himself. So for weeks, he couldn't go to sleep for some, for no reason. So he okay. tried to try to get rid of insomnia, and the more he tried to get rid of it, the worse his insomnia got. And um, and then and now the the book that he writes is all based on how you have to uh, let insomnia go, and basically you have to accept insomnia and the the negative feelings that come with it before you can actually um, before you can actually advance, because uh, sleep is just a biophysical mechanism that requires absolutely no effort. Uh, but the more you try to fight it, the more it goes away from you. And um, this is very, very, a very, very good analogy. I think sometimes also for tinnitus, which I tell the people is the more you trigger that fight uh, response when you tune into your tinnitus, the more you will actually have to fight it and the more you will, your brain will respond to it as a threat. Therefore, you will have difficulties in, for example, quiet environments when you want to go to sleep, when you want to concentrate and so on and so forth. Um, so, and, and this would be maybe also one of my last questions. For now, we don't have that magic pill 
from now on, now we don't have that magic cure. What is uh, your recommendation? I, I think I shared just a bit of a framework on on what I recommend to people. But what 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 would you say? What if 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 I start suffering from tinnitus and I ask these uh, the the people I interview a lot is like what would be your steps? What would you um what would you advise people to do? Mm. That's a good question. <clears throat> I think I would. First of all, I would advise um, the person to learn more about tinnitus. I think knowledge here can can really be um, the key to, to an improvement. Um, mm -hmm. So so, and there there's now um, lots of material um, also written for for lay persons or for not not medical um, medically trained mm -hmm. um, people. Mm -hmm. Um, to learn more about tinnitus, um, to learn that there are different types of tinnitus, um, to learn uh, what are these different types, um, to, to learn about the influencing factors, um, to learn, okay, tinnitus isn't always, uh, not always there, it's uh, fluctuating um, within the day and also between days, um, and um, learn more about um, tinnitus in general and learn about your own tinnitus. And um, why not writing a diary um, about... Uh, nice. Uh, how your tinnitus uh, fluctuates and goes yeah. up and down. Um, yeah. If there are episodes where tinnitus is better and episodes um, where tinnitus is worse and uh, what are the triggering points and so on. Um, yeah. We see it in some data that um, people um, have really nice, <laughs> nice. Uh, they have fluctuations um, on uh, in their tinnitus loudness, um, and in parallel to that, they have fluctuations of some other factors, and mm. they they correlate very well and. Um, mm. Sometimes, um, uh, again, the data mining experts can, can really then use Granger causality to um, to to find out. Okay, this is um, um, this um, phenomenon is usually coming before the other phenomenon, mm. and uh, and yeah. there, there are dependencies. And learn about um, how um, how about your own tinnitus? What is um, causing it? What is um, what is helping? And, and so on. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. That, um, that would be my advice um, at, at the moment to to really um, gather as much as possible knowledge and uh, really good knowledge not, <laughs> not 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 anything that is written about tinnitus is good um, but yeah. uh, uh, yeah. here you can in your podcast um, uh, that, that could be one one source of information there, there are other sources as well and um, uh, that's learning about tinnitus, learning about your own tinnitus, and uh, in also learning how to find out uh, what are the good uh, information sources and what are the bullshit information sources. Great. <clears throat> awesome. Thanks so much for sharing that. Um, we we will uh, hopefully uh, keep uh, in touch and be updated on all the great prog prog uh, progress you guys are making. I still want to come visit you guys in Regensburg at some point. Um, we had yeah. planned that before COVID already. But uh, uh, it's been taking so long. But finally, we, at least we have done this. And I'm super, super happy that we did. Um, you guys cannot believe how uh, um, uh, uh, Vinny is so busy that we had so, such big trouble to find a slot for this. But finally, we're doing it. So I'm very, very grateful that he's here today, that he was here today, and that he um, uh, spent some uh, precious time uh, for us um, on this podcast to share his uh, valuable insights um, uh, I want to thank you, how, uh, as well as I, how I thank everyone on this podcast to um, devote your lifetime, your professional time, 
your research time. And, and I always see, especially the fact that you said nice fluctuations that, that shows the core of the heart of a researcher, you know, like that's really like, you see like Mini gets excited when he sees like, ah, there's things I can get a grasp on and I can start understanding things better. And we, we chase it. And that's a, that's a real researcher mentality. And I want to, I really sincerely want to thank you from uh, uh, the, the community who's listening to this podcast, but also, um, uh, yeah, myself. So uh, thanks a lot for that, Mini. Well, thank you a lot. And um, uh, thanks also for your work. I think that's really important to have these podcasts um, available. That's, um, that's also a big step forward for team just research in general to, to, to communicate it. And yeah. Yeah, thanks a lot. Cool. Okay, great. Thank you so much, Vinny. See you next time. And uh, yeah, I wish you, wish you all the best of success and luck for the, for the upcoming research projects. Thanks a lot. Yeah, so this was the podcast episode with uh, Vinny Schlee from the University of Regensburg here in Germany. Um, it was a big pleasure to have Vinny on the show today. Uh, I hope you found it useful yourself. If you have any kind of questions regarding um, the show or the podcast or anything you would like to ask me, please send me an email to frida at otteringtinnitus.com. That's F-R-I-E-D-E-R at otteringtinnitus.com. Com. And uh, yeah, I'll be happy to hear from you guys. Um, as said before the introduction, I offer a 15 minutes free tinnitus consultation to everyone who is in need of some help with their tinnitus. Uh, in order to book one of those uh, free consultations, please go to outringtinnitus.com and you can find a lot more tips and tricks, including my tinnitus uh, frequently asked questions PDF on my website. Um, yeah, I, I I just wanted to say I really enjoy making this podcast and I thank you for all the feedback that you sent me and um, uh, the only thing that I'm longing for is helping as much people as possible on this uh, uh, on this planet who struggle with tinnitus, especially in the times of uh, COVID-19. Um, we all know that it's been a very difficult uh, and tricky time. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very happy that I, I, I can be of help to some people here. Um, in the future, we'll have a few more interesting episodes coming up. One, for example, with a interesting uh, fellow um, uh, tinnitus coach who is uh, specializing on helping people um, and musicians, especially with tinnitus. So that's coming up soon. So stay tuned for all of that. And uh, yeah, I wish you all the best. Stay healthy and safe in these uh, still, unfortunately, tumultuous times. And um, I'll hear from you very soon. Wish you all the best. Goodbye. Thank you very much for listening to the Outring Tinnitus podcast. I am looking forward to also welcome you on my website at outringtinnitus.com or if you have any questions, please mail to frida at outringtinnitus.com. See you next time. 